Portland Radio Project, good afternoon. Thanks for listening. We're interrupting our regular programming today to bring you Gig Out, a virtual town hall on financial help that's available to musicians and other freelancers devastated by the closing of venues, bars, restaurants, theaters, all the places they would ordinarily perform for a living. We have a great panel joining us remotely. U.S. Senator Jeff Merkley, a progressive leader in Congress who considered running for president this year. Welcome, Senator. Well, thank you so much, Rebecca. It's wonderful to be with you. Mara McLaughlin, founder and director of Music Portland, an independent music industry association and advocate. We're glad to have you with us, Mara. Glad to be here. And Gil Isaias, a local artist facing the stark virus-related shutdown of performance opportunities. Thank you so much for being here, Gil. Well, thank you for inviting me. Hey, and I see some uh, luminaries joining us already on the talk board. Valerie Day, Chris Young, welcome. We're glad you're here. Be sure and tap out a question for the senator or one of our other guests if you have it. And Senator Merkley, first of all, on a personal note, I know that your wife is a nurse. Now, with nurses being our heroic first responders right now, how are you two feeling about that? Well, I can tell you that uh, many of our nurses are extremely stressed. Number one, they're being asked to go into situations that they have not always been trained for, that they don't have the protective equipment for. Uh, they're concerned about doing the job well, but they're also concerned about not bringing a disease home to their, their families. And so it's uh, changing guidance on almost a daily basis. And just, uh, just yesterday, there were, I talked to two nurses who were in tears because of the the stress that they were, were feeling on the job site and, and trying to balance these things. So uh, it is a front line, and, and we need to uh, show them as much love as we can. Mm-hmm. Our gratitude to them. Well, let's start with why you're here today. You worked along with Senator Wyden to include, for the first time, independent sector workers, freelancers, gig workers in the gigantic stimulus package that was passed by Congress just over a week ago. Now, why was that important? This was so important to me because back in, if we go to the 2008-2009 legislation when we had the economic recession, it was really a top-down Wall Street, fix the banks, and and the rest of us will somehow survive. And we wanted this to be a bottom-up, help out ordinary people in the community who are going to suffer a loss of, of income. And that meant not just people who earn a, a paycheck as an employee, but, but everyone who's working. And that means our independent contractors, our sole proprietors, our gig workers, our whole range of small businesses. And, of course, I'm delighted that Mira's on the phone. And uh, the um, music's musicians are probably about as hard hit uh, as anyone. And Gil, who's uh, with us, a local musician, keyboardist, uh, and they know firsthand how when the performances disappear, the, the money disappears. So uh, this this is why we wanted to make sure both the unemployment side and the small business program were open to our gig workers and our independent contractors. Thank you for that. That is so important. Now, there are several aspects of the relief package, checks being written to individuals, loans and grants, an expansion of unemployment insurance. And precisely, can you just point our freelance uh, musicians and other gig workers to the programs that are pertinent to them? Well, let's start with the the payments to workers, which will be $1,200 for an adult and $500 uh, for a, a child in a household for folks uh, who are not high wage earners. 
and I won't go into all the details because I know time is short, but that's the first, first line of immediate impact. Perhaps uh, the, the other two that are most important to talk about are unemployment insurance. And we wanted um, unemployment insurance to really be unemployment on steroids. And by that, I mean folks who had never contributed to the unemployment insurance program because they are independent contractors or they are gig workers, they are eligible to apply as if they had contributed. And in, in addition, uh, the amount of money is being amped up with an additional $600 per week for full-time equivalent. And that's $2,400. That's a big deal. It means most lower-income, middle-income folks are going to be able to receive as much from unemployment as they would have on the job site. They'll have more stress. They have to apply for unemployment insurance. That's tough. They're going to have to worry about health care transition or loss of other benefits. But at least the basic financial money will flow in the door. And then the third big factor is a small business or paycheck protection program. I really push for this to be a grant program. It really is a grant program, and it should be called that. Unfortunately, it's, it's called a forgivable loan, which makes people feel, well, there are going to be all sorts of strings about it being forgivable. Uh, the answer is if the money is spent under for to pay payroll, and to pay your basic expenses like rent, mortgage, utilities, in other words, eligible expenses of your small business, and you document that, then it's a grant. And so that's, that's uh, what we need to, and that's just, a, it just pays those expenses for two months, and that's uh, going to help a lot of small businesses decide to keep people on the payroll rather than laying them off. You're getting a lot of love on the talk board. Hell yes to Senator Merkley for his amazing work <laughs> and many other supportive comments. I want to bring in uh, Mara McLaughlin now at Music Portland. Mara, you've been building a database to count performers, venues, and the hit that they are taking right now. Can you give us some broad brush strokes on what you're finding out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, music Portland represents all parts of the music ecosystem, but I think some of the immediate um impacts were felt most by performers with canceled shows and music venues with immediate shutdown so we did a survey we started actually on the 13th and released first um data on the 17th and then we continued on to ask a little bit deeper question what's what's true about performers and this is going to be interesting as it plays out in this relief package is that even if you make 60% of your income from live performance, um, you also have other jobs in the music economy that you may do on a 1099, you may do on a cash basis. So it takes a lot of music jobs to combine to create a viable livelihood in music. But we have estimated that there are between 45 and 50,000 people working professionally in music in the greater Portland area and wow. that you know goes beyond outside. Yeah, and that these are pretty educated numbers. Um, for the statewide looking at just musicians um, and performers, you're looking at about 35,000 conservatively across Oregon. And we interviewed or got responses from about 1,300 of those from 95 different cities across the state. And it was just under $7 million in losses. So it's, you know, maybe 3% of the total population reported $7 million in losses wow. from canceled shows and from other income that they earn in the music economy. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just want to bring in Gil Assayas. Um, his yeah. performance and solo uh, project name is Glasses. He's a professional Portland musician known for virtuoso keyboard performances, interesting collaborations with the likes of Todd Rundgren. Gil, what's it like to be a professional musician and suddenly find the world turned upside down? Very strange and very stressful. Um, I was actually on tour um, when this happened, uh, when it started, you know, all those shows started getting canceled and uh, one by one all the shows for the rest of the tour were canceled and I just went home. Where were you? Um, um, I was on the East Coast at the time. Uh, We were traveling from, you know, between shows and then one morning I just woke up and the uh, lead singer of that um, band called and said, yeah, you're going home. Everything's canceled for now. Um, wow. How are you feeling? Well, um, you know, of course, it was very disappointing. And um, I was looking forward to a lot of those shows. And, of course, it also meant that, um, you know, I lost a lot of income because of that. Because he could not pay me for all the shows since half of them were canceled. Um, and then after that, as soon as I got home, you know, I started getting all these emails from uh, other projects that I'm involved in. and you know, one by one, just everything got canceled for the foreseeable future. So right now I have nothing on my calendar other than, you know, luckily I can still do a little studio work, uh, record keys for people from home and stuff like that. But, um, you know, my wife is a nurse too. And if it were not for her income right now, I really do not know how long I could survive like this. Not, not very long. <laughs> She's on the front lines too. She is. Uh, she works at Legacy uh, Good Sam, and um, luckily they don't have a lot of patients with the virus right now. So she's, uh, you know, I, I hope she's safe. I think she is at yes. the moment, but, you know, we never know how well, bad it's going to get. Right, but please send her our gratitude. And just speaking of the idea of a gig worker, um, which, Gil, you fall into that category, we got an interesting question on Facebook what yeah. does a gig worker? What is the definition of a gig worker, and does it apply to, for example, substitute teachers? Would you like to take that, Senator? Uh, you bet. In general, a substitute teacher is going to be still paid through the the payroll of the of the school district, uh, so probably falls into the part time worker category rather than gig workers. And with gig workers, essentially working on contract. Uh, so they're not receiving a wage. They have a lot more control over the, the time and place of, of their activities. Uh, long and short of it is, um, whether you're part-time or whether you're t- receiving 1099s for different different jobs with different companies, uh, these two bills, the unemployment portion and the small business portion, are designed to enable you to apply. It will get complicated because one has to decide which one to apply to. Are you going to be unemployed because all of your stuff is wiped out or do you maintain the business open? And what does that mean for an independent person? Well, it means you're hovering, waiting for the next next, uh, job. And the thing that really troubles me right now is, well, it's great to have two options. It just, it will be messier for folks who maybe work part-time on a wage and part-time on a contract. It will be messy. And the thing that really bothers me is the administration has not yet been able to set up a process where the, the lines of communication are really open. So the unemployment insurance side is overwhelmed and, and um, 
And of course, you realize it's a historic high of people filing for unemployment. So a lot of folks are just finding they can't get their application filed, if you will. And when it comes to the Paycheck Protection Program, to keep your business open, your small business open, you have to go through a bank or, or credit union, and they are overwhelmed. I do have a list of the banks and credit unions on my website, and it's uh, merkley.senate.gov slash mainstreet, where I've tried to lay out all the details of these programs to help people figure this out. It will be messy. The Operation Main Street was a great idea, so kudos for that. Are you concerned about the smallest players, the people who may not have the resources to even, you know, or the bandwidth to really access some of this relief? Are we going to lose sort of that low-end bubbling creativity in our arts and culture? I am very concerned, uh, and this is why I want to make sure that we have resources available. One resource is the 501c6 trade associations, and so mm-hmm. Mira, uh, it's wonderful that Music Portland has has is a trade association, a 501c6. They can help be a channel to their membership, and the rest of the of the trade associations across the state, the chambers of commerce in small towns, they're going to really be needing to help out their their members. The, the smaller you are, the more help you're going to need. For example, if you're larger and you have a relationship with a credit union or a bank, those credit union banks are probably going to help you out before they help out a stranger who hasn't come to them before. I think eventually everyone will be able to get helped and it will be retroactive, but it means there'll be a bigger gap in income. It'll it'll take longer, maybe a week or two longer. I'm hoping it's only a week or two longer. Uh, to be able to apply and, and get approved. And that means, well, what do you do for your rent that came due or your mortgage that came due in that time period? Or maybe you have employees you needed to pay on your even a small operation uh, and you can't pay them, so they can't pay their rent, etc. So uh, I really, uh, really hope the banks and credit unions can open their doors to everyone. It's viewed as an opportunity to create new relationships with people who will be with your bank and credit union thereafter because they'll be so appreciative. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, that's my concern. Okay, before we, we have to let the senator go, Mara and Gil and I are going to stick around on debrief just a few minutes, but we wanted to just thank you so much for your proactive stance on getting independent workers into this relief and for trying to help us navigate it through Operation Main Street. Thank you so much, Senator. Do you have a hack for us, by the way, before you go? Like, you're sheltering at home right now, too. I, I, I am indeed sheltering at home. Here, here, here I am, learning, learning new technology on a daily basis. Uh, and uh, uh, Well, I must say thank you so much for inviting me on and helping to spread the word about how people can be helped. This is a, a time when we need to, to practice intentional acts of kindness, not just random, but maybe planned uh, with our neighbors, with our extended family, with our friends, with strangers. Uh, uh, because it's going to be a, a rough period. We have never seen an economic collapse of this magnitude. And, of course, this time it's not just the economics. It's combined with the stress and concern over a very contagious and potentially lethal disease. So uh, let's give each other virtual hugs and stay healthy. I love Take the care. way you put that. Thank you so much, Senator Jeff Merkley, for being an integral part of our virtual town hall today. Take care of yourself. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you, Senator. Thanks, Senator.
Mara, can we just uh, return to you for a second? Because I know you're going to sure. be talking more about the kinds of aid and procedures that are appropriate for the audience that's listening right now on mm -hmm. your uh, Music Portland meeting tonight. Tell us about it. Yeah, I, I think the 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 thing to to look at is the the different categories of people you've got small businesses that file schedule c's they are already kind of in the mix you've got wage and salary full wage and salary workers who are already in this process the ones that i'm interested in and i'm collecting data and we'll be talking about tonight are like if you're a band and you're an llc and you've got four members those are not employees those are members uh, kind of co-owners of an LLC, exactly how that plays out. Does that mean they go for a payroll protection? They don't have payroll. So there are a lot of different sort of devil in the detail things that are true for people in the music ecology that might be also true for, you know, other folks in other industries. Um, but then there's also the, all of the 1099 workers. We'll look at those as well, you know, whether you filed or haven't filed. There is some exciting movement from the IRS to create a simple form that isn't even filing taxes. It is saying, I am a human being, I am here. And the goal of that is to make sure that at least as a human being, you are eligible for the $1,200 per adult and the six, possibly the $600 payout. So we'll be diving into more of this and kind of unpacking more of the breakdown and doing our best to make sure that people have actionable connections and links to get the the information and services that they need. Excellent. How can people join that meeting? Uh, if you go to musicportland.org and uh, click what, what we do, there's an upcoming events. You can click right there. There's a link that'll bring you right into it. Um, there's also, we've got the links all over Instagram, Facebook. There's a Facebook event. So we're still figuring out how to do these things online as well. Right. Is, is it going to so, be on Zoom? I just wanted to ask you if the number of participants is limited at all. Nope, nope. We got, we got up to 500. So prove me wrong. Cool. Prove me wrong, musicians and everybody else. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely, I, 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 uh, I, I know that a lot of our focus has been on musicians in these surveys, but I want to remind everybody in the music economy in Portland and anywhere in the state that wants to check in, um, that we represent manufacturers and record labels and music venues and uh, producers and recording studios and all of it, the full gambit. Um, and we're eager to have everybody participate in the conversation. Well, I want to mention, too, that when we were promoting Gig Out on our blog post, we'll put a link to your meeting tonight and uh, hopefully have a number of Portland Radio Project folks tuning in. Um, speaking of Portland Radio Project, could I just ask a little bit of a self-serving question. It's along the lines of the philanthropic community being concerned that the smaller players won't be able to access this aid. So are you concerned about that at all, Mira? Small nonprofits who maybe have no or few employees? I continue to wonder, you're talking about that sort of support of the organizations that support everybody else? Right, because we that, still have bills yeah. coming in that we have to pay just like everybody else. But yeah. for, for example, we rely in great part for our funding on things like festivals and concerts mm -hmm. and events mm -hmm. that we might be able to partner with an organization to promote. And yeah. so that revenue has disappeared. Oh, absolutely. I, I, you know, the interconnectivity of this economy is has been fully revealed. Um, 
you know, the fact that Willamette Week and Mercury within a few days of the crisis in mid, mid-March already were saying, you know, we need support. We need your help to keep these in- independent voices alive. And that's largely because suddenly there was no music promotion, mm-hmm. you know, which is a big part of their stuff. So I think everything is connected. The, the, in, the organizations that support the nonprofits and festivals and all these other things that have been building a web of a web of support to make music happen um, are all flawed. You know, I I'm so busy working to find a way to make sure that our constituents get what they need. I do need to think occasionally because we're adding new software, we're doing all kinds of things to make sure we can keep everybody connected. And we're an all volunteer organization. Um, with very limited resources. So yeah, I would be interested to understand how the state or the federal government are looking to support um, organizations. I'm glad to hear Merkley likes 501c6s and sees their value. There are no published grants that are stating nonprofit eligibility except for 501c3s. So um, yeah, it's gonna be an interesting time as an organization and as a community. On the upside, I think there's a massive amount of online creativity that wasn't happening before. It's It's been so interesting to watch uh, every artist's interpretation <laughs> of their music or reinterpretation. Um, Gil, would you like to speak to that? I, I know you've put some, we're, we're featuring one of your videos, uh, Quarantine 19, on our oh, platform <laughs> that's p- uh, promoting artist videos. So what are you doing to make this a creative time? Yeah, well, I mean, I've had a, an active YouTube channel for years, but uh, now that I have all this time at home, uh, I have to keep myself busy somehow. So just been creating more and shooting more videos. And that was the first thing I made as soon as I got back from the canceled tour. And I was just, um, that was kind of the first thing that came out, you know. Um, Are and, there some uh, favorites that you're following back? Some f- favorite artists. Things you know? that you're seeing uh, in our online creativity that are particularly Yeah, appealing. I mean, um, every time I go on Facebook, I see so many of my <laughs> friends uh, performing live, um, you know, um, on video. And I try to tune in and support them, uh, donate when I can. And I think it's great that uh, people are finding ways to still engage with their fans. Um, and obviously, you know, it's, it's really difficult for everyone because... Um, everyone in the industry is affected um, by this. And um, many people are just doing it because they have to, but, you know, I'm glad I'm glad we at least have the technology available for that, you know. That is lucky, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Never a good time for something like this to happen, but at least we have the technology to sort of stay in touch. I hope that this town hall was helpful for everyone who joined in, and I want to thank you for joining. We're going to be hearing um, one of Gil's tunes coming out. Do you want us to tell us anything about uh, Animal Crossing? Can oh, can sure. I jump? Can I jump sure. in one time? Yeah, I did it. pull up the link. It's bit.ly Music Portland Webinar is the link to get into the webinar tonight. That's bit.ly Music Portland webinar. There's a password, which is Music Port L. Shoot that to me um, in an email, if you will, Mara, Perfect. and I'll put it in our post. Okay, and people can go right to the website at prp.fm. You'll see uh, Senator Jeff Merkley there. Obviously, everybody on the talk board, I think, was a big fan of his for his work on behalf of musicians and gig workers. I wanna thank Mara McLaughlin of Music Portland, 
What a cool organization. You are truly herding music cats. That's true. <laughs> Trying to get them to meow with one voice, <laughs> a more powerful voice. Thanks, Mara. You and, thank you, Mara. Thanks for everything you're doing. And Gil Glasses, whose yeah. uh, video quarantines on our platform, is uh, going to be heard in the next tune that comes on. It's called Animal Crossings. Very playful, and I think you'll really enjoy it on Portland Radio Project. Thanks, everybody. Well, thank you.